Welcome to the Lion's Roar Dharma Center podcast from Dona Darge Temple. This public talk was recorded during a regularly scheduled Sunday morning service. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Hi. It's good to see you guys. I'm Dana. I haven't been here in a while, so if you're new, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm happy to introduce um, Karen Randalls today as our, our speaker, and I just wanted to give you a little intro. I've known Karen probably since 2012. I don't know. Is that 2012? Somewhere in that dark era um, where I met the, the ray of light that is Karen Randalls. And um, I was thinking um, during the meditation, when I'm not supposed to be thinking, uh, <laughs> that, that um, how fortuitous it is that I met Karen um, we met down in San Diego at a women's conference, and she was hobbling along, leaving a, a, a veteran or a Wendy's, and um, I was passing her, and uh, I stopped to, to say hi to her, and we were talking and chatting, and realized we we're both from Sacramento, and so it was really wonderful. Uh, we lost touch with each other um, for a couple of years, and then I was at the women or veterans treatment court. And there she was again. And I'm like, oh, my God, Karen, here you are. <laughs> what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I'm you know, interested in helping veterans. And so um, what's really amazing is that I was like, oh, you know, you're getting hours for your LPCC, which is Licensed Professional Clinical Counselor. And she needed a supervisor. I don't know how we got on the subject. But I think at some point I tricked her to go see Lama. Uh, <laughs> I said, oh, hey, we're just down the street from Lama's, my Lama's office. You want to go meet him? And, and she was like, sure. I mean, how often have you tried that with your friends? <laughs> and it's never worked, right? I've tried it many a times, including Matt Cruz, and it never worked, ever. And this time, she was like, sure, yeah, let's go. And so, lo and behold, we show up to Lama's office, and he's had a cancellation. And so... There we are, sitting in Lama's office with Karen, and Karen's like, I need uh, a supervisor. And um, he's like, let's do it. I mean, he didn't do it right away, but pretty much the next day he was like, let's do it. And so Karen came in, and they started um, a wonderful relationship where she started ours, and, and um, eventually we started doing meditation at the vet center, and she got a job at the vet center. And, and it was just, like, it's just amazing how things, like, you know, um, come together, right? Well, during the process of um, working with Lama, Lama really, I think, if I could say it, uh, inspired her to go into biofeedback. Lama's been doing biofeedback for a long time, and he has a passion for it. And now Karen has caught the passion for biofeedback, and there's many different benefits that she sees to it, which um, to me is infectious, because when somebody else is passionate about something, you're just like, ah, okay, there, she's got something to it. So both Lama and Karen have this... this uh, uh, infectious uh, behavior with biofeedback, so I'm hoping that it will catch on here a little bit so she can explain a little bit about um, what, what it means to her in her practice and how maybe we could um, help biofeedback develop our practice more. And so I'm really excited that she's here, so take it away. Yeah, that's it. Is it on? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah, let's see if it works. I heard something. Yeah. You okay. can hear me in the back. There's all doing this. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, or I don't even know if you really had a choice because Lama <laughs> says so, and we all kind of do. Um, this is me. 
you're probably thinking, what's so interesting about all of this? So kind of a little introduction about what Dana said. I, I guess I see it kind of differently. Um, yeah, I was hobbling along. I think I just recently had another maybe sixth or seventh or eighth or whatever knee surgery. So um, she just appeared, and here, here she was. And so um, I was actually, so we're all veterans together. So uh, Dana and I. And that's why we were at that women's conference. And I was doing something totally different than actually therapy work. I was actually in school and just finishing or soon to finish and thinking, what was I going to do with myself after that? And so, yeah, she came along and kind of was there to help inspire me because I really didn't have a direction of what I wanted to do, except for finish school and then just take some time off, which I'll kind of jump around until I kind of find my space. It's something very good about Lama is, is that if you know him very well, you know he has one thing that he, I would say, continuously tells you, and that is to practice self-care. Yeah, you got some nods. Do your business, practice self-care, and then there's some other things. But So I needed that year off to practice that self-care and also to find a direction of what I was doing and where I could go. Um, and so, yes, we'd lost touch, and then all of a sudden we found touch, and she was like, yeah, I have a great place for you to, to go. Um, one of these great prop- props, which is kind of everywhere, when you're connected to Lama, is books. <laughs> books. So coming into what is now Old Middleway Health on 708, very nice energy, very nice feeling, and books. So I have children's books here because I don't want you all to think that biofeedback is just for adults because it's for children's t- children too. Um, I have these here because these are my inspirational books. So what do you do with a problem? What do you do with an ideal? And what do you do with a chance? And as we're sitting here, I can feel all this energy thinking, what is she talking about? What do you do with them? What do you do with chance? What do you do with ideals? Mm. How are you feeling? What's going on? When you think about all these words, what's going on within you? Do you feel emotion? Do you not feel emotion? my segue, my biofeedback. That's how I see it. And yes, he was there. He was very inspiring to me with this, among other things. I I can say that I asked him if I could do so many things after he finally said, yes, come on and I will teach you. The door and everything else just kind of opened up for me. It really, really did. And I'm sure it has opened up for a number of you all. Those of you who really have a relationship with him, 
He's inspiring. He gives us the ability to think about some new ideals. Where are we going? What can we do? So with biofeedback, really, and I've, I've kind of caught the bug of essential oils, which I also use in my practice. Um, and some of you who have come to Midway Health is, is the place. So I have two places that I do therapy work. I do therapy work at Midway Health, and I am a, um, a therapist at the Sacramento Vet Center. So I also work with vets during the day. And if you're kind of in my area, and again, I have this, let you know, you will smell some sense of some oil going on. Really based upon my mood. Sorry. <laughs> but it's based upon my mood and how I want to help set the mood for you when you're coming in to see me. Whether we're talking or whether we're playing or whether we're, and this is what I call, I call it playing because I really have a good time. And, I, and I'm showing you these things because I don't want you to think that biofeedback is um, aggressive or evasive. How does this look? Intimidating? Not at all, right? What about this? They link together, so. Intimidating? Hope not. What we do is we just stick your finger in here. Nice, simple, really easy. I have these on purpose because I'm tactile and I'm also visual. What do you think we did with this? I, and even for those of you who have practiced with me, what, what do you think about this? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I know what it is, but I'm just teasing. I'm just like, that's the anal probe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And I have my laptop here. That's really basic about biofeedback. In addition to you. Everyone here is self-regulating right now as we speak. And I'm grateful for that because none of you have decided that you're going to leave too. So, What are you feeling within you? What's going on? I see some smiles. I see some kind of, got people making fun of me in the back over there, my crew. (laughs) Your body's telling you something. Are you warm? Maybe. Curious, yeah. And if I hooked you up to this, it would tell me a whole lot more. That's why I like it. Immediate feedback about what's going on. Are you regulating your temperature? Even though our core feels hot, our extremities can be cold. I ask you, are you stressed? You may say, no, 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 no. But if your body temperature 
is below like 92, 93, you've got some anxiety going on. And it may be about me. I don't know. <laughs> we'll resolve it during therapy. How about that? At least I hope we will. So that's biofeedback. Tapping into sympathetic systems, autonomic nervous system that's going on with you, trying to get you to a point to where we can now calm it down, get you to a parasympathetic state. Using, that's a few of them. I've got so many more, thanks to Lama, because really I'm using his equipment. Um, there's a long story behind that, and I will let him and anybody else that's around Middleway Health tell you that story. But this is my cheap, inexpensive version, which works just as well as the $10,000 version so that I can't afford right now. So I, there's a belt. For those of you who feel like, oh, my stomach is so big, or... You don't even have to use a belt. I won't care. This little device on your finger, which is not, it's not intimidating. At least I hope it's not. Works just as well to learn, to teach me and to teach you about your breath rate and respiratory. Simple and easy. I've got things that tell me about the muscle tension within your body. I'll say, tense your muscles. Relax them. If they stay tense, we'll talk about it. I'll ask you why. I've got a question for you all. How many of you are, have the feeling that you're safe? Right now. Right now. Do you feel safe? What makes you feel safe in this world, in this environment? Okay, familiarity. Anything else? Friends, me. Okay, good. The reason why I say that is because sometimes we walk out these doors and guess what? We feel unsafe, right? Imagine if you could take a picture of yourself in here in this safe environment, probably in this very calm state, right? and then have another picture of you once you walk out this door. Biofeedback. What is your body telling you? And are you paying attention to it? That's what I do in that lab. And some labs, just kind of jump out there, stressful but not stressful. In a sense, to there'll be things that I'll have you do, or the lab will ask you to do certain things. And sometimes, I mean, that could be a little bit challenging for those of you all who are controlling. <laughs> I'm going to make this thing do what I want it to do. And guess what? <laughs> Biofeedback. If the lab is not designed to do that, You'll be sitting there thinking, I know that puzzle's moving. I know that puzzle's moving. And I'll say, meditate. 
We all do that, and I think, I'd like to say we do that very well. Because I, as I was here listening, and that little six-minute window, it was quiet. So I'll ask you, meditate. Breathe. And again, this is kind of where I am with this. Is I'm going to blame a lot of things on him and blame some things on Dana. Diaphragmatic breathing. Does he teach us that? No, some, some yes, some. Does any, do, do we all know how to do diaphragmatic breathing? We understand where it comes from. I'll ask you to breathe diaphragmatically because otherwise a puzzle piece may not move unless I manipulate the system. But I like to play with it as you are in the lab. And then we'll talk about it. Annette mentioned this temperature gauge. That's really the first lab, one of the first labs that we do. The other one is bend the spoon, which is very simple and very easy. Bending the spoon. Think, how am I going to bend? The lab bends the spoon for you. You just breathe. You just relax. You just get into you. You only got one minute, though to bend that spoon. And then I talk about it with you. How did it feel when you finally saw that spoon do this? Did that elicit some sort of response within you? Was it excitement? I'm doing it. You're doing it so much more. Every minute that you're in you, you're doing biofeedback if you're paying attention, if you're aware of what you feel. Can you feel your feet right now? Are they cold? They warm? Do they hurt? Do any of you do body scans? See some nods. You have a comment? Okay. You know, Here's biofeedback. What is it telling you? Everybody knows when they're hungry, right? The stomach will tell you, right? Feed me. But then what do you do with these mental health conditions that we have? Everybody has some anxiety. Most of the time we have some depression. May not last long, so we'll call it adjustment disorder. I'm probably psychotic and schizophrenic sometimes. Ask my partner. He'll tell you. (laughs) This is what we do. Get you in a lab. Attach an electrode to you. See how your body's responding to whatever it is that I'm asking you to do. Well, yes, there is a portion of this that can be considered a lie detector, but that's out of my scope of practice, so. Although, no, I want to go there. So in, in thinking about how you are regulating your body, 
You all are regulating your body right now, but are you attentive to what it's telling you? Do you really understand what it's telling you? Do you even care what it's telling you? Do you, or do you just decide that, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want to do? It will give you some feedback. How do you handle that feedback? What do you want to do with it next? Or is it just some, I have fun with it. I, don't, I, I, I can honestly say this, at least right now, I've kind of been doing other things, so I really haven't um, done a lot of biofeedback as of late, mostly because my work has been demanding at the vet center and veterans don't really want to do biofeedback, even though it's free. I don't honestly know. I've asked some veterans. Some of them say because they just really don't want to know what's going on within them. Because you may have to make a change. You may. But you don't have to unless you choose to. It's free for them. I can't say it'll be free for you. So, um, But, you know, we, we, can, we can always work out something. That wasn't my pitch to present this so that um, the floodgates open and now it's a whole huge practice. I'm still a technician in training, so I'm, I'm going through these long hours we do long hours in therapy. We do, you know what? Mental health is a serious field. I just want you all to know that. It really is. And it's not just serious because it's, it's, it's dealing with people. It's a very expensive field. This is not a cheap field to say that I want to have an occupation in. It's expensive. It's time consuming. But I'm finding joy in it. I really am. And I'm finding even more joy in this since I've been attached to Middleway Health. I really, really am. Um, I'm going to digress for a second and say when I went in there, not only did I see all these books, but I saw so many people who had their own private practice that was there, which tells me that aside from just this talk, they do something else. I felt bad. I wanted to do something more too. We got shamans over there. We got psychologists over there. People were just doing a number of different things that I thought hypnotherapy, EMDR, a lot of things. And I just didn't just want to do talk. I tried some play therapy. I still will do it. But I don't really have a whole lot of kids. And adults really don't want to play, even though we do want to play. Um, So when I saw the books on the bookshelves and shelves and shelves and books, I was like, oh, my God. Who's doing biofeedback? And he said, well, nobody right now, but I've invested a whole lot of money in it. And I was thinking, maybe this will be one of those things that he allows me to do. 
I said, I'm willing. He said, go ahead. And I was like, yes. And then he said, it's expensive. And I said, well, I don't know. I got an idea. Here's my chance. I didn't even see it as a problem. (laughs) And now here I am. I've got a little bit more to go for my training. Actually, I'm going to be finishing all of my face-to-face hours in about two weeks. So that is 20 whole sessions of kind of that supervision time. Um, And I've been practicing with a number of different clients, both at Middleway Health and at the Vet Center since um, May. So I've, I've got my hours in. The other part about this is now I've got to do anatomy and physiology all over again. <laughs> and then we sit for a test. Yes. Okay, well, see, thank you. Thank you for encouragement. I, I appreciate that. I really do. And I'm looking forward to, to, to practicing biofeedback in addition to therapy a little bit more. And the reason why I say that is because we can just step away from the normal things that we do in treatment. And that is a whole lot of talking. I do a check-in with you. How you doing? What's going on? You tell me okay, da da da, or no, and we'll make sure that nobody is suicidal. I always have to do that. And then we get started with the lab. And then you get a chance to see how your body is responding. And I can know when you lose your train of thought, because it'll register, like a Richter scale or a lie detector test or whatever it is, right? And sometimes I'll stop you and I'll say, hey, what were you thinking? I don't have ESP, so I don't know. But my sensors will tell me, and it also tell you. And the hope is, is that as we're talking about that, you're becoming more aware of what's going on with your body. And if you want homework, I got tons of books, just like Lama, and we can send you home with some homework. Or we can send you out into the environment and just have you do some sort of training. We all, do we walk and meditate? Do we eat and meditate? Then I'll ask you to pay attention to what's going on with your body. Again, biofeedback, self-regulation. Sympathetic, are we in a hurry trying to eat? Parasympathetic. trying to think am I missing something I'll just ask questions comments yes so you hook someone up to the reading device you're looking at the device are they looking at the device um the feedback so I want to say yes and no it just depends upon what type of lab we're doing for the most part no okay so I'm sorry I'm getting really like I want to know how it works exactly so you're uh, interpreting what you're seeing and then talking to the person about what you're seeing and asking questions? Yes. And the outcome of that is what? To help you learn 
what's going on within you, even though you don't have a specific real-time information. Let's just say if you are out walking, you know that you're cold, right? But you may not know how cold you are. And then I can help teach you how to help self-regulate yourself so that when you're cold, you're not as stressed, you're not as anxious. Because your blood vessels are so constricted. Now they're opening up. And in a lab, you can see that in real time. Teach you how to heat your body up. So that as you're going through whatever it is, you can stay regulated. But what's happening in a lab situation is not what's happening in the world. Absolutely. You are so, so correct. So but how, how are you addressing what's happening in the world when you're sitting in a lab? So you understand that there's threats out there, right? But if you already know how to regulate your body, and, and, and most of the time I'm, I'm going to kind of do it in a sense to where we're learning certain things. We understand stress. We understand um, threat. Now I understand how my body is responding to it. I may not have um, an explosion in the lab, but I can help you understand that when you're stressed, because there are some labs that are very stressful. Depending on the questions you ask. Right. So then taking this out into a real world experience. In addition to, there are other things that he wanted me to talk about, and that is mindfulness, meditating, practicing yoga. So when we're out there and the threat or we're stressed, we're thinking, whatever it is that's making us feel uncomfortable, we ask you to employ some breathing. Take a step back for a second. Feel yourself. And then proceed. So we'll talk about things like that. That when you get into some of these uncomfortable feelings or these uncomfortable environments, do some self-regulating. I also do CBT. So I'll ask you, can you think? What's your thoughts? They usually govern our behavior. So do you have an opportunity to just in that moment of time self-regulate, rethink, and then do something different? Those are the things I'll be teaching you. So a person would do this if they wanted to change something about themselves or start something or stop something and they see a problem that they want to change? I don't know. I, I can't answer that. I mean, I can say some people just may want to just come because they're curious. Uh huh. So I got saying. it. Good. Yeah. Thank you. I I played a game that used biofeedback. Okay. And um, it was uh, sponsored by HeartMath. Mm-hmm. And um, it. Every, you were on a quest, and everything you did relied on 
self-regulation. Yes. And um, the best part of it was you came into a temple and there were all these rocks. Mm -hmm. And the challenge was to stack all the rocks up, which I found really hard to do. Mm -hmm. But eventually I learned how to make it happen. Can we dialogue about that? Yeah. Why, why did you find it hard to do? Oh, well, I'm an ang anxious individual. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm also, uh, uh, I guess, controlling and competitive. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. And so, uh, it really kind of, I really kind of had to let go of things. Ah, it really taught me yes. a lot uh, about uh, meditation, actually. Mm -hmm. And then I began to understand I get uh, different visual cues when uh, I'm in a relaxed state, and I know uh, when I've reached that, and then I keep, I can let go further and then keep going. It's really very effective, really very effective to kind of, when you start meditating every day, um, it's effective in terms of where you're going with your practice, too. Because yeah. those visual cues will give you an idea of, of where you're, where you're at. So the game was fun. I love playing the game. They are. I, I, I enjoy it too. You know, is there something powerful when you can kind of sit in your own self, in your own feeling, and just be okay? When the scroll is not going, when we're not feeling like, <gasps> and there's something feeling about powerful about letting go in a safe environment you can be relaxed and the hope is is that you take this and so when the threat comes you give yourself an opportunity to say you know what do I fight am I fight fight flight or freeze just long enough to self-regulate and then proceed. Oh, I was just wondering what she was referring to, the game, heart math? Oh, so um, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have it with me, no. But this is something similar to what she would be saying with heart math. It's just the name of a type of uh, device, really. Um, and the game, I'm not sure exactly game what she has, but I have some games that um, you you're in a, a car and you're on a track um, and the, or you're in some sort of desert environment or you're in the water and things like that. And as long as you are self-regulating, as long as you're breathing diaphragmatically, as long as your heart rate is low, not too low that you're not breathing or conscious, um, <laughs> and, and your breath is all together, you'll move. The magic thing is paying attention to how you feel. When we accomplish a task, I'm going to say this. When I'm out of school, oh my God. So then we take that and we put it into practice when we have situations that are uncomfortable with us. I know how my body's supposed to feel when I'm happy, when I'm relaxed. Can I get myself to that point? By meditating, my essential oils here, 
yoga, if you do yoga, biofeedback, or things that make you happy. I've recently gotten into golf and kayaking and things like that because I've had to stop playing basketball. Thank you. Um, I'm having fun. I didn't think that I could have fun not playing basketball, but I'm really having fun. What's fun for you? Hey, nice praise. So I was wondering if the measurables that you take when somebody does the biometrics, are you looking for the change in those measurables? Or are you measuring them and saying, okay, this is where you're at? Because if you just do that, I would think some people have medical problems that would make their breathing not like everybody else, or heart problems, or you know what I'm saying? And a person who's not completely healthy wouldn't give you the same measurables as maybe everybody else. So how do you account for that? So I account for that and I'll ask them what are they looking for what do you want to accomplish while you're here oh he said put the mic down okay um yeah so we'll we'll start with the baseline what do you want to accomplish while you're here and for people who have heart problems, I don't hook them up to the bill. Because I can register your heart and your breath with this. If they just want to feel themselves, they do this. If they really are looking for some change, I really want to know, what are they trying to change? What do they want to do? What ailment's going on? Use this anxiety, some depression. And I'll ask them, or one of my favorites that I'm trying to get a little bit more um, experience with and understanding is alpha waves. I got a cute little cap thing now that I put instead of a whole bunch of glob on the top of your head. And we'll just measure your brain waves, and we'll talk about it. And yes, over a period of time, again, we have a baseline. And then we're either going up or we're going down. And then I'll ask you, kind of with treatment, with therapy, with other things, how are you feeling when you first came in to now today? How are you feeling? Usually if we're practicing something and we're doing it appropriately as we're practicing, we usually pretty get, get some good results, right? No? For learning, I've even gotten into motocross lately, right? I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle, bike, now I get my opportunity to do it. I'm not so good. But when we're first starting off, how are we looking like this, right? Oh my God, I hope I don't fall, I hope I don't fall. Maybe by the fifth or sixth time, it's kind of like, okay. I can do this still in first gear. I'm going to click up the second pretty soon. But as we're doing this, we begin to feel better. So the hope is, is that you notice something within you 
and then you make some changes when you're not here with me. Is it true? I do. <laughs> I, I got a wonderful guy. He's opened up my world to different things. I can't play basketball anymore, and he doesn't want me miserable at home, so got to do something. Yes, yeah, comments. Okay. Marriage and family therapy. Yes. They're actually using these. Um, so there's a lot of legitimacy to this uh, in the field right now. And what they're doing is they're measuring flooding. Because mm. when a couple's having a conversation, maybe they say something that really knocks the other person off. When they hit 100 beats per minute on the heart, Woo. then they know they're flooding. Yes, and absolutely. They, and then they know the conversation's over, right? So. This is one of those things that really helps us, I think, self-regulate and understand Absolutely, what's yes. actually happening. So to the point that you're asking, like, you know, what's the uh, efficacy of something like this? I think it opens up an entire realm of experience that's often just shut down unless there's a problem. And I know when I sat with you and did it, like, I think, you know, I'm a pretty good meditator. I can calm my mind down. I try to park that car in the garage. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, the, and those are different things that, that I have. Like I said, I try to make it interesting. It doesn't have to all be science and geeky. We can also interact and play and have fun with this too. And again, what is it that you want to achieve? If you just want to come and have fun and play my games, I'm all for it because I need somebody else to help teach and train me. Not all, everybody at my house wants to play my games with me. So. Yeah, I, I, I love this. Um, I didn't really think that I would love therapy as much as I love therapy, but there's so much more to therapy than just uh, talking. There's so much more to therapy than just giving you homework to do things like that. I, it's, it has opened up, and sometimes, you know what, I'll be honest. I just may put my oil on, and we may play with oils, and we may meditate, and we may do that. Because... I now have that liberty to do that. I'm grateful for, again, for Lama for seeing something in me. Whatever it was, I don't always know. Um, you all know him, even though I've been with him since 2015. Um, some of you have been with him longer, but if he sees something in you, he's, got, he's willing to take a chance. He's willing to inspire you to do more and to be more. He's willing to help you self-actualize to whatever, whatever it is. And you know what? He's not intimidated by us whatsoever. Not at all. I tell people all the time, there is so much, so, so much um, energy to me, within him, that I want to do more, I want to be more, but I too am a little bit cautious. I don't want to overwhelm myself, and I have to be selfish and say I don't want to give up a whole lot of my hobbies, because therapy is time-consuming. And there are so many people out there that we shouldn't be intimidated by the next therapist. Because I may not be the best therapist 
for any of you here. And I'm okay with that. But I'm not able to send you or to refer you to maybe another therapist who may be a better fit for you. I know I'll get my chance. I know that there'll be some people who want to hang out. Look at Dana. She's been hanging out with me for a long time. And my sweetie, he's been hanging out with me for a long time. I implore you, you know, um, biofeedback has been around 70s. It's a long time. It's not a new thing. Um, I think medicine and I think therapists get away from some practices. I'm not sure why. If it's working, we have solution focus here. If it's working, what do we do? Keep working with it, right? If it's not working, what do we do? Right? That's what this is all about. Find something that's working for you, and if it's working well, keep going, keep doing it. Uh, is yeah. this similar to uh, what they call neural NLP, neural linguistic programming? Is that similar to So I, I'm not totally sure, but it is very fam similar to neurofeedback, yeah. and that's all in the brain. Sure. And I only have one little small portion of my neurofeedback, and it's my, my alpha wave um, that I use. So um, I'm, I, I don't really do a whole lot of neural stuff um, because I know meditation and I know mindfulness. And I'm not really always in my head even though it's attached, I'm really not always in my head. Sometimes I react with my heart. And a lot of us react with our heart. So hopefully I, that answers. No, I just have some friends that were into that. I, I'm not similar it was, but I know it's similar. Yeah. Feedback, sure. So I'm, 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 I'm interested in how your body's feeling, how it's responding. I've bought into this meditation, this meditative practice. I didn't, I thought it was foo-foo stuff, really, to be honest with you. But I find myself calmer. I may not sleep well, but I'm calmer. And I do not put myself to sleep with just self-regulation instead of alcohol, instead of other illicit drugs that I shouldn't be using or taking. And as a federal employee, I'd probably be in trouble. I've got two years to retirement. 20 years of service, I'm not going to mess it up. I'm going to find things, my books, my tools, my oils. I've got tons of them. I love them, though. They do different things, and I try to make them work with different things. So, Somebody says my time is up. Any other questions, any other comments? So is the goal with uh, biofeedback then to uh, use your 
skills in regulating your body to affect your emotions or the other way around where you might notice your body reacting so you're using your emotions to calm it down. I mean, they're connected, but are you working, which direction are you working? You could work them both. Oh. Here's skills in the lab that you can use that when you need to employ them, you, you should know what your body feels like once you employ whatever it is. So when you're sitting here meditating, what does your body feel like? Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? <laughs> but that's fine. So then my thought would be is, is that why can't you get yourself to a comfortable state? Because when we're practicing meditation, when we're practicing mindfulness, there's the gamut. We can sit, we can lay, we can walk, a number of different things. I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. You choose. If you want to stay in sympathetic, heightened awareness mode, you have that choice too. It's not healthy, but you can. So the hope is self-regulation. The hope is attention, awareness, not being judgmental, but finding a sense of calmness. Just a quick question. Did you say that you worked with children, too, as well? I, I will, but I, I haven't, not, not in recent year, oh. days. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and what do you usually do with them, or what kinds of thing, biofeedback do you do with the kids? Well, I haven't had an opportunity to use biofeedback on any children as of, as of well, let me see. Have I had one at the vet center, a parent bring a child in? I don't know. I haven't had one. Um, but with kids, I play. I've got tons of toys in my other office. And we got sandboxes. Like I, and that, that helps calm them down. And then they're ready to talk. I got Legos. I do it all. I just, I don't care. So. I guess, and then do you do the biofeedback part first and then you do a therapeutic session with them? Is that like a um, like CBT or something like that? Or? Um, so uh, because I have the, now that I'm licensed, I have the ability to choose. Mm -hmm. And then I also have the ability to, to, to really kind of encourage you to choose. Um, so really, I like to see what my clients are interested in. And if I have... Um, the tools to practice it, then that's what we do. So I don't just, it's just not about biofeedback with me. We can do some therapy or we can play. I've got, I had one client, World War II veteran. He wanted to play cribbage. He didn't know anything about cribbage. I bought the game though. I lost all the time. I didn't care. I'm sure he enjoyed that. Yeah, he did. He did. It didn't bother me. But so again, Whatever it is, it's really all about helping you to, first, we're going to establish a rapport. So I've got to meet you where you are. And then the second thing is, what do you want? What's your plan? What do you want to accomplish while you're here? And then we figure out ways to do that. Anybody? This has been a Lion's Roar Dharma Center recording. For more information, visit lionsroardharmacenter.org.